With all the brainwashing that's happening in the media, and it seems like it's everywhere, who could we trust? I'm going to be talking about that and much more on today's Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I always appreciate my time here at the microphone with Truth to Ponder. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. It is really a highlight for me to help Bob Bierman with his ministry. And it sounds like Bob has many wonderful things planned. And so I think we should all pray for Bob Bierman and pray for the ministry. And also pray for Bob Bierman's health. I think that's very important. Well, it seems that we're being told one thing and then we see other things happening. A good example is that we're told the economy is doing great under what they're calling Bidenomics. That whole thought just makes me want to gag. Bidenomics. Wow. But anyway, we're being told how good things are. When we see that in reality, things are not going very well at all. Have you noticed something? I've been watching some TV commercials. I don't normally watch television, but I do watch college football. And, of course, during timeouts and so forth, they play commercials. Have you noticed that there is a huge divide getting wider between people that have enough money to buy what they're advertising and people that can't even afford to pay their rent or put food on their table? There's a lot of TV shows that are built around just impossibly rich people, and I mean impossibly for 99.5 or more percent of the population. There's one television show that is upcoming that's about competitions between Christmas lights, which family could put up the most lights and the most wonderful decorations. and. The ones they showed on their preview had to cost tens of thousands, if not more, dollars to do. It took special equipment, lots of technology. In one of the little segments, they had, I don't know how many, a hundred or so drones going up at the same time. And the drones were probably two or three hundred dollars each. And you see that one family is competing against another family with how they can throw their money away by the tens of thousands. And then I think of myself and other people that are just living paycheck to paycheck. And in my case, since I'm working for myself, well, sometimes the paychecks are a little bit few and far between. Now, I'm not complaining because God does provide. And God has never let me down. And I never challenge God and I never expect God to do what he does. I just live my life and just don't worry about things. I was telling my son during a recent phone conversation that if I worried about everything that was bothering me and I really worried about it, I'd lose my health. And I don't want to lose my health and I don't want to live my life worrying because I had parents that that's all they did was worry. They both died young and they both died mentally crippled from all of their worrying. And so I do my best not to worry about anything. I only worry about the things that I have control of changing. 
and worry is probably not the right word. I just get concerned. But everything else that I have no control over, I don't worry about it. I watch it and I try to prepare for it, but I don't worry. But getting back on today's topic, it seems that from every angle we have someone telling us something different. And with this Hamas-Israel mess, we have people that are so pro-Israel that they are actually cheering the Israelis killing innocent Palestinians. And I'm talking about children. And these people will say, well, Hamas is using these children to hide behind. Well, if they are, well, shame on Hamas for doing that. That's horrible. But it's equally horrible to just indiscriminately bomb children and families and non-combatants. But that seems to be what's going on. And then with these tunnels that were underneath the hospital that Israel had to bomb because they said Hamas had built tunnels under there. Well, in reality, Israel themselves built the tunnels years ago underneath the hospital to give them more room, more room to have a hospital because land's a pretty scarce commodity over in Israel. And so when they built that hospital, they built levels underground as an add-on to the hospital. And so they did that over 40 years ago. But yet the Israeli army and government is blaming Hamas for making the tunnels. And so there's lots of deception going on. And I don't think that it's a good thing for us to lose our humanity over those deceptions. Now, I understand being pro-Israel. I, I really do understand it. I've received several emails from people that are very pro-Israel. But I think that they're not understanding my stand on this. I'm not against Israel. I'm not for Hamas. I'm against genocide. I'm against stupidity. I'm against murder. I don't care if it's Hamas or Israel who's doing the genocide, the murdering. I'm not for it. And just because one side slaughters the other doesn't make it right for the other side to quote-unquote get even. I think that's a horrible thing that's happening over there. And to see the lifeless bodies of young children is just hideous. And also, it is now coming out that a large percentage of the Israelis that were killed that horrible night when Hamas did attack, that a lot of the Israeli citizens were killed by friendly fire. They were killed by the Israeli helicopters because when you're up in a helicopter, you don't know who is who, and you get a little excited and you start shooting. And so there's atrocities that have been committed by Hamas, of course, and they need to be held accountable and brought to justice. But let's look at it as it really is. We have atrocities happening on both sides, and the ceasefire needs to stay, I mean forever. And the New World Order that started right after World War II, that I think is dying right now, I think that's the issue, but a group of people at the United Nations decided to make a nation, a physical nation, call it Israel, and give it to the Jewish people. I'm not against that, not at all. I think that's the right thing to do. 
But was that the right place? You might say, well, God gave the Israelis that land. And yes, he did give the Israelis the promised land in that part of the world. But the people who are alive right now, a lot of them are not even descended from those people. They're not actually from that tribe. They're not of the tribe of Israel. There are people that may have come. There's lots of people who converted to Judaism. And there's lots of non-Jewish people that live in Israel. And for a body of people in New York at the United Nations to just declare that this land now belongs to another group of people, while totally discounting that it's already occupied, and you have people that are using the Bible saying, well, God told him to kill all the people and take the promised land. Well, that already happened. It shouldn't happen again. And I don't think God sanctions murder on either side. And so there's an awful lot of lies, there's an awful lot of deception and brainwashing from both sides happening. And just don't lose your humanity over it. Don't fall for all the hype that you're hearing, pro or con, for either side. Because I think it's a slippery slope. If you start cheering one side as they commit genocide, well, you're losing part of your humanity. And it seems that we need to stand up against this man-made, horrible, corrupt world that we've been thrust in. I know that the world before World War II was a lot different than the world is now. And sure, we had atrocities and we had all sorts of evil. We've always had that because anytime man gets involved, that's what happens. But you can tell by just the arts, the paintings and the music, that the world was a much gentler, calmer place than it is now. You look at, I'm going to take music for example, a lot of the music is angry. Whereas if you listen to music from the 1930s or 40s or early 1950s, the music wasn't angry. It was either soothing or uplifting or happy or possibly funny. But now it seems that music has to be political and has to be pointed and harsh and demeaning. There's just a lot that's happened. But yet we're told that today's music is so much better than anything that's ever been recorded. And it's not. Every day we're told the emperor has great clothes when the emperor is naked. And that leads to mass confusion. And when you're confused, you don't know whether to go up or down or left or right or over or under. And that's the goal of these people that are trying to brainwash. And right now they're after the children. They want to brainwash the children into the world of transgenderism, and there is no such thing as a transgender. All of that is part of a mental disease, and it's something I don't want any part of. And if someone comes up and tells me their pronouns, I'm just going to walk away. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to have anything to do with people that are mentally ill like that. I grew up in a house that had mentally ill people. And I've already lived that life. And I'm not going to go and hang around people like that and have to be a yes man and agree with them. 
and tell some guy in a beard and a tutu that he's a woman? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to attack the man. I'm just going to walk away. I'm not going to belittle or challenge the man in any way, shape, or form. I'll just walk away. And I've seen many women who try to act like they're a man, and they get a butch haircut, and they try to dress like, basically like the Maytag repairman. Have you noticed that most of these women that chop their hair off and try to act like a man, they they seem to want to act like a appliance repairman or something. It's either that or a plumber. No offense to plumbers and appliance repairmen, but that's what these women have chose to try to look like, and they look ridiculous. But yet we're being brainwashed into that's who these people really are. And there's been questions asked that, of course, the media won't ask. But if your anatomy does not define your gender, then why take chemicals to alter your anatomy or surgery? If it doesn't have anything to do with your gender, then why chop it off of you or add it to you? Why do that? And another question that's never asked about these women that try to look like men and they're attracted to women sexually, does that mean that the women that they're after are straight because they're attracted to men? Because why else would you try to look like a man? Nothing adds up because it's insane. And we're told that it is normal. And we're told that everything is just absolutely normal and nothing to see here, folks. Move on. Nothing to see. It's been proven time and time again that our elections are fraudulent. There are people stuffing ballots. There are people driving to the next county and voting again and again and again. They have people that they just bus in or there's fictitious people or dead people. And we're supposed to just turn and look the other way and say, oh, well, that's normal. No, it's not. Then if you stand up against these corrupt people, well, then you're the problem. You're an extremist. You're an election denier. Anybody that calls me a denier of anything lets me know that I'm right over the target and I know what's going on. If someone would call me a science denier, then I know that I am striking a nerve and these people can't handle truth. And science right now is probably one of the biggest areas we're being lied to. I could name several things that we've been lied to that, to the point where we're just totally don't understand what we think that we know. I hope that made some sense. We've been told things that are a certain way for so long when they're not, that it's become ingrained in our psyche. It's like if you taught generations of people that one plus one equals three, after about 10 or 15 generations, well, people are going to believe it if that's all they're taught. And people are compared to sheep all the time, and I think that's a good comparison. People call them sheeple. And I do think that we are an awful lot like sheep. We're pretty docile, and we do what we're told. We don't like to cause waves. We just want to stay with the herd or stay with the flock. And the powers that be know this. 
And so there's all kinds of psychological operations that are aimed at us on a daily basis. And it's so hard to know what is real and what is not. Well, God has put it on my heart, as I do my research, to question everything. But everything has to go back just to basics. Is what you're hearing, does it make sense? Or does it not? Is your eyes telling you something different, or is your pocketbook telling you something different than what they're telling you that you are experiencing? Let's say you're in a bus and you're going 60 miles an hour, and the bus driver plus all the other passengers tell you that we're standing still when we're going 60. If enough people can convince you that you're standing still, then you're going to start doubting your own eyes. And that's what they're doing. They're putting signs and just subtle things everywhere. They've learned how to use subliminal messages. And I was watching a rerun of the New Mexico State versus Auburn football game that happened a couple weeks ago. And I have to say congratulations to New Mexico State because that was a really horrible team for a long time. And this is their first winning season since 1965. And for them to beat Auburn was awesome. But at Auburn University, at their football stadium, there is a sign that's in lights that says, Don't Hesitate, Vaccinate. They have at least one of those signs that I saw. And so we can't get away from it. I know that at the height of the pandemic, every time I got gas, gas pump would play some public service announcement saying, roll up your sleeve and get vaccinated. It's the right thing to do. It's safe and effective. And I went in and told the person I was buying gas from that he needed to pull that off his gas pump because it's not safe. It's not effective. It's not even a vaccine. And he agreed with me. He said, I have to keep it on there or else I'll lose my contract with the oil company that he sold their product. It wasn't him that was running that PSA on his gas pumps. It was actually the company that he sells gas for. In other words, he was told he'd be shut off. No more gas for you if you quit running those public service announcements. And so there's lots of strong arming, lots of, I think, mafia-type tactics that are being used. And people are just scared of everything. And it's because of all the brainwashing and the psychological operations. And we're going to have to put the brakes on. We're going to have to say, enough is enough. People are afraid to talk to people because they're afraid they might offend them. Well, if you're afraid to offend anyone, you're not going to talk to anyone because people are now looking to be offended. Have you noticed that? People want to be offended. They want to yell and scream and become what's commonly known as a Karen. My apologies to those who are named Karen, but that's the word people use for the kind of people that cause all sorts of trouble and just want to be offended, and they just go looking for things. And I'm running into quite a few of those type of people. And there are people that I know that they make a living off of being offended or 
faking accidents and they tell the company they're going to sue them unless they compensate or settle out of court. There are people that actually make a living strong-arming these companies, threatening to sue them, and that's just extortion. That's all that is. But yet we have a society that's totally broken, where good is bad and bad is good and up is down and down is up. And it's time for us to just say no, put our foot on the brake and just stop all this nonsense. Have you noticed the nonsense has been getting worse and worse progressively through the years? Well, I sure have. It seems that things are getting just ridiculously out of hand. And if 20 years ago or 30 years ago, the people would have spoken and stood up and said, enough is enough, stop. And I'm going to go back to the Patriot Act. If we would have stopped that from being enacted, I know that life before the Patriot Act was much better than it is after the Patriot Act. Just go to any airport. And you might say, well, we have to be worried about terrorism. Well, terrorists are going to do what they're going to do. And if we're so worried about terrorism and airplanes, well, we shouldn't fly. But they've made it now to where the airlines treat everyone like they're a terrorist. And everyone is scrutinized and everyone is, and everyone seems to be guilty in the eyes of whatever security people. Everyone seems to hate their job and they seem to pass on that attitude. And I'm not going to fly anymore. I'm done with those corporations. It seems that they use the bait and switch all the time. They tell you one thing, they sell you a ticket, and then when you get on the airline, it's not right. Either you're flying in a different class or your luggage is too big or something, and they make you pay extra. They get you at the airport and they say, oh, well, you're 10 pounds over. We got our over We have to charge you. And you go, well, no, I checked in. Well, they don't care. They're going to they're gonna charge you anyway. And I can say that I did successfully get some money back from an airline that played all sorts of games with me the last time I went out flying. The last time I flew over to England, I had quite a go-round with, with one of the British airlines, and I got a nice letter of apology and a refund of my money that was taken from me after I paid for my round-trip tickets. It seemed like I kept paying and paying. Every time I would stop and get a connecting flight, I'd have to pay more to get on the next plane. And that was totally wrong what they did, but that's what they do. And that's kind of the way the whole world is. It's the bait-and-switch. People seem to kind of make it up as they go. And when you add everything up, it's just mass chaos. And what can we do about this mass chaos? How can we live our life without people trying to strong-arm us into doing things that we shouldn't have to do? How are we going to live our life day-to-day and keep some semblance of sanity in this totally insane world? Well, on the second half of Truth to Ponder, that's what I'm going to be talking about is solutions and some ideas of how we can navigate through all of this. 
But I think that average normal people that have common sense are extremely frustrated right now. And a lot of people just don't know what to do. So they have that deer in the headlights look. And lots of people aren't functioning at a high level because they're just afraid of offending someone or afraid of doing the wrong thing. And the way things are changing, it's just amazing. And one change that I saw that's massive is that right now the United States Army is advertising for recruits, and one of their main selling points is you don't have to be vaccinated. That's one of their main points that they're trying to get across to young people so they'll join. So what about all of these people that were forcibly vaccinated who are now ill or dead? How many people in the military got drummed out of the military and treated horrible and they lost their job? And there were a lot of people that wanted to be lifers in the army that were drummed out of the army because they refused that death jab. What about them? Are they ever going to be made whole over this whole mess? No, I don't think so. I think that they're just part of history. Anyone that does study history knows that way back before World War II, the World War I veterans were not treated very well and they didn't receive their benefits that they were promised after the war. And so the veterans of World War I marched on Washington demanding to be made whole. They demanded that the United States government would honor their commitment. So what did our government do? We sent active duty troops to put down the quote-unquote rebellion of the World War I veterans. So did the World War I veterans get their benefits? Were they treated right? As far as I know, they did not get their benefits, and I know they weren't treated right because they had to look at people who were, cur- who were currently in the armed forces at that time with weapons that were meant to be used against our veterans. And then more recently, the scandals of the VA hospitals, especially that one in Phoenix, back in about 2012 on up to 2016, how many veterans died when they were put on waiting lists and doctors wouldn't even see them. And it's been atrocious. And speaking of smoke and mirrors and deception, the hospital I'm talking about, the VA hospital in Arizona, kept two different sets of books as far as their patient log. One set of books showed them seeing lots of patients and everything normal, but their real books of what actually did happen was atrocious, and they were keeping two sets of books. And any time you have any entity of any type keeping two sets of books, well, you know that there's nothing good happening. I'll pick up where I left off after the break, but before break, I do want to ask that you consider supporting this ministry. Bob Bierman has a lot going on, and he's got some great plans, and it would be wonderful for you to partner with him. And that's very easy to do. Just go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com, click on the support tab and just follow the instructions. Or you can send in a check or money order 
by mail. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Race and pork chops coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. An Orthodox Jew goes up to his Orthodox Jewish rabbi, burdened with guilt. He says, Rabbi, I have to confess a sin. It's been troubling me. I got to tell you, what is it, my child? So he ate food without saying grace. He said, well, that's not so bad. I'm sure God will forgive you. But why didn't you say grace before you ate? So I couldn't say grace because I was eating with unwashed hands. Well, the rabbi says, that's not good, but I'm sure God will forgive you. But, but why not? Why, why were you eating with unwashed hands? He said, well, I, I, I couldn't, Rabbi, because I was eating in a Gentile home. The Orthodox Jew says, why weren't you eating in a, an Orthodox Jewish home? Well, I couldn't, Rabbi. Why not? He says, because I was eating pork chops. What? He says, pork chops? They're not kosher. How could you do that? How, why didn't you eat something else? He said, well, there, there was no other food that any Jewish person would give me. He says, nonsense. A Jewish person would have given you the food? Well, they couldn't, Rabbi. Why not? Because it was Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, the day of the fast. Well, the story illustrates something. The man comes in confessing that he didn't say grace. Turns out he was eating pork chops on Yom Kippur. It illustrates something. You know, we go to the Lord, we have a sense of sin, but you know, how many sins do we not confess? You know, God sees it another way. I mean, we have no idea how bad sin is. We have no concept how horrible, how grievous, how hurtful it is. If we can only see it the way God sees sin, we would stop. And even more than that, if we could see how great his grace was to forgive that sin, we'd also stop sinning. So those are two big reasons to see how bad and horrible sin is and how great his grace is. So listen. Don't be like that man who ate the pork chop. The grace of God leads us to repentance. Let that change your life. Put away the pork chop because the Messiah, he is great and his grace is greater than anything we could ever imagine. Want more? Ask for mercy and truth on CD. Now, the free gift for you. What if you discovered the, the place of the lost Ark of the Covenant? Well, newly revealed the mystery of the temple doors on CD. It's awesome and it's yours free. It's our free gift to you and Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins to revitalize your walk. How do you get these gifts free? Just remember Jesus real Hebrew name Yeshua and you dial it to receive your free gifts. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to spread the gospel around the world on Shore Wave Radio and touch the multitudes of the world. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's 1111. It's Lodi, New Jersey. It's 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying... Put away the pork chop. <laughs> I mean the sin, my friend. Peace be to you and Messiah. Tikvatenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second part of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back with another great edition of Truth to Ponder tomorrow. Well, last week I had a special guest, Barb Dvorak, and we talked about people that are having issues as far as having trauma and coming back and living their life as full as possible. 
Well, I just received a letter from a dear friend and listener, Karen from Philadelphia. And she suffered quite a fall and broke some bones and spent quite a few days in the hospital and now is pretty much wheelchair bound until she can recover. And I would ask for prayers for Karen from Philadelphia. We need to pray for healing and comfort and just for the love of Jesus to engulf her. I would really appreciate that. It seems like when we're looking for solutions, the solutions have to come from within. They have to come from our own heart, our own mind, our own conscience. And we have to have a real steady and strong walk with the Lord. Now, why is that so important? Because I truly believe that mankind is incomplete without Almighty God. I think that the piece of the puzzle that's missing worldwide, where all these people are so confused and just rebellious to everything, people that seem to worship Satan and people that spread evil, one of the common denominators is that they do not have personal relationship with Jesus. That is a major part of the problem. And so when we're looking at solutions for anything, that's the first place to look. But yet, we have people that think they can do everything under their own power, under their own strength. How strong is the world's strongest man compared to a bull elephant? Not strong at all. A bull elephant can do anything he wants with the world's strongest man. And in this analogy, we may be strong, we may have a strong personality, but compared to real strength, which is God, we don't have any strength at all. And so therein lies our strength. And so that's one place we all need to start. And for those who are saved and those who do have a relationship with their Creator, and that would be the vast majority of people that listen to Truth to Ponder, you can always make that relationship stronger. You can always make it more real. I like to tell people that I live on faith. And living on faith is something that I think is mandatory for me because without my faith, I'm nothing. And I draw all my strength from my faith. And I feel the faith is a gift from my Heavenly Father. And it's all interconnected. And it never ceases to amaze me how God works. I know the old saying that God works in mysterious ways is very true. And it happens all the time. It seems like we always try to put God on a timeline or make God follow our timeline. And it doesn't work that way. We have to go on God's timeline. We have to just trust God. You know, years ago there was some people that used to spray paint, trust Jesus on every overpass on every interstate highway in the country. And they got most of them. No matter where you went, if you were in Texas or North Dakota or if you were in Illinois or California or in Florida, it didn't matter. You would see spray painted on the overpass, trust Jesus. And believe it or not, that was a ministry. Now I know that you're not supposed to spray paint on things. It's defacing property, but a group of people took it upon them to put that message out to where it would be seen. And I have to say it was effective because 
They started doing that years ago. But we have to trust Jesus. And so the whole program is about trust. Who can we trust? We can trust Jesus. Well, on the first half, I was pointing out some of the things that were happening, and and I asked the question, who can we trust? Well, that's part of the solution. There are solutions to most of the problems I talked about. Some of them are very hard and harsh solutions that we're either going to have to live with it or we're going to have to work for change. But honestly, I think that Satan has got such a stranglehold on so many people on almost every level that we have to understand that we are at war spiritually. We're not at war with flesh and blood. This is very much spiritual. And the people who oppose us and lie to us, they know that very well. That's one of the reasons that when COVID hit, they wanted to close all the churches. They wanted people to feel hopeless. I have to say here that the church has to be alive and vibrant before it can offer you any hope. If it's a woke church or one of these churches that they just kind of go through the motions, well, there's not a lot there that's going to bolster your faith. And so one of the answers that I have of all this misinformation and all of the abuse that we're taking is that, first of all, put on the brakes, and then go to the only refuge that matters, and that's Almighty God. And that doesn't mean go out and join a church. If you're not a member of a church, it would be a good idea to find a group of believers that that love the Lord and are passionate, and they're not just fair-weather churchgoers or not people who are not Christians in name only. But more than seeking out a church, you need to seek out Jesus. You need to establish that personal relationship. Even if you consider yourself born again and someone that has a relationship with Jesus, make it stronger. The only place we can go that is going to be square with us is Almighty God. Read God's Word or listen to audio versions of God's Word. Listen to very good, sound, biblical teaching. And try to really immerse yourself in the kingdom of God. As the Lord's Prayer says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when we're praying the Lord's Prayer, we are praying that We are praying for earth to be as it is in heaven. And it's not going to be that way if we just let Satan and his minions just run over us. And of course, that prayer pertains to Jesus' return with the coming of his kingdom. And so that's something we need to pray for, is the soon return of Jesus Christ. That's what we need to be preparing for. I know that the more I am of the world as far as studying the world and and observing the world, the more I know that we're being led off the cliff like a bunch of lemmings if we follow the world. 
the movies, the video games, the technology, the science, everything is trying to prepare us for a day when everything is controlled by artificial intelligence or everything is controlled by what George Orwell described as Big Brother. Those days are upon us, and it's all been accelerated. As the people of the world wake up to what's really happening, the people in the white coats that we're supposed to follow blindly, the new religion is science. That's one of the new religions. The other is transgenderism, and there's quite a few new religions, but this new science definitely is part of that. There's a cult around that. Well, they're getting concerned that maybe enough of us are awake that we can cause a lot of trouble for them, and so they're redoubling their efforts to try to get this artificial intelligence out among us as fast as they can. And a good example of trying to get us ready for robots is the big corporations, the oligarchs, are running different TV commercials that I saw during the football games. One of them is a lady selling hot dogs, and she has a robot beside her also selling hot dogs. And she thinks the robot's kind of cool, so she points out to the people, well, look at this robot selling hot dogs. Well, then all of a sudden, nobody wants to buy a hot dog from her. They all go to the robot. And so at the end of the commercial, she starts acting like a robot just to get people's attention. And it's little things like that. You might say, well, that's pretty innocent. That's just a television commercial. Well, yes and no. It is just a television commercial, but... But the people that are the powers that be, the money people and the people that consider themselves elites, they're kind of plowing the ground, so to speak, getting us psychologically ready to work side by side with robots. And very soon the robots will replace us as the commercial shows. And you might say, well, yeah, it's just a commercial. Well, just understand that there is subliminal things happening. And we have to be aware of that. That's another solution, is keeping mentally sharp. I know that the opposition, that Satan and his minions, they're not stupid. They're very smart, and they're very determined, and they're tenacious. And when it comes to a war of attrition, well, they're going to win that war. Because it seems like modern man needs everything now. And the opposition doesn't care when it happens as long as it does happen. And here's a strange analogy, but it works for me. I hope that you can understand where I'm going with this. I do everything old school. I live within my means. I'm not extravagant in any way, shape, or form. And my farm looks like someone owns it that is living within their means. My farm looks like the farms used to look back 30, 40, 50 years ago, where things happen very slowly, because the money comes in very slowly. And also, I do the work by myself, so it's done very slowly. I, I try to be as fast as I can, but I'm no spring chicken, and I don't have the money to hire it done, and I don't have the money just to go out and buy all of my materials at once. I just have to I use the old pay-as-you-go system. 
Well, I had to go on a short road trip down a road I hadn't been on in about 15 years. And I was just amazed at all of the new houses and the farms and ranches I went by, the new buildings, the new houses, the new fences, the new everything, new machinery, new cars, new pickups, new, new, new. And I remember the same area as a kid. It never changed. It was always the same for 25 or 30 years that maybe someone would paint their house and that would be about it. But over the last 15 years, all the old people have died and their places have been sold and the people that are coming in are just throwing money at it. I don't know how much money's been put in these places, but hundreds of thousands of dollars have gone into paint and fences and buildings and what have you. I would have to say millions of dollars, actually. I go by here for 30 or 40 years and nothing changes, and all of a sudden, the old people, they die off, and a whole new group comes in, and then in the last 10 to 15 years, it's just totally changed. And so the mentality that modern man has is that everything has to be done now, has to be done big, has to be done real bold. And I don't know if it's the loan officers at the bank or if these guys really have that much money, but I'm old school, and so I don't fit in with what I'm seeing. But I think it's a trap. I think that's part of the psychological operation is to get us to overextend. So I think being thrifty with your money and your time and your effort and your thoughts, I think that's a good thing. And there's an old song, Be careful, little ears, what you hear. I think we all need to be careful. There's an awful lot of wisdom in the old sayings and in the old songs. And the people that used to live here that are now past had a very firm and strong but quiet intelligence. And it seems like we've abandoned that. And so all of this goes back to putting on the brakes. We need to live within our means and we need to think before we speak. We need to do our best not to be part of the problem. There's an awful lot of things we can do. But it all starts with a relationship with Almighty God. Praying for wisdom and discernment. And really studying God's Word. And I'm a person that thought that I knew the Bible fairly well. Even though I'm not a Bible scholar. But over the last decade... I have learned so many things that I didn't know were in the Bible that are a main part of the Bible. And one of the things that I've learned is in the last days, God will cause a great delusion to come over many people. That's something I'd never heard of until about four years ago. And so when you study God's Word, God will reveal to you what He wants you to know when the time is right. I'm sure I had read those passages before, but just I wasn't ready to hear it. And so we have to have ears to hear, and we have to have eyes to see. And that's something we need to pray about and develop. Because the world is going to give us deceit and lies and misery and just trouble. Where the kingdom of God will give us peace and love and growing our faith is very important. 
and I think we need to be bold as we stand up for our God and our faith. And another thing that we really need to do to curb all the brainwashing that's happening within our families is please homeschool your children. I cannot emphasize that enough. On a daily basis, I read a story, at least one story, of a woke teacher that is trying their best to get five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds to declare that they're transgender or that they are worshiping Satan openly. We have teachers and also administrators of schools that are doing things behind the backs of parents and telling the children, don't tell your parents. And it's not isolated. There are things happening in the small towns as well as the big cities. It's a rot. It's a cancer. It's part of Satan's plan to steal your children. And if you don't think they're not after your children, just look at like the content that Disney is putting out right now. It's horrendous. And when I was a kid, I used to like comic books. But I wouldn't have a child read a comic book now for anything. Because now all the superheroes have to be transgender or they have to be communists. or It's just crazy. And one thing that would probably be amusing to me if it wasn't just so evil is that People that believe in God, people that believe in their country, such as their patriots, are now considered the enemies of this country. And you look at this group of buffoons we have in office, the cabinet members, the undersecretaries, uh, a lot of the Congress members, a lot of the senators. They're horrid. There are senators and congressmen that have no business being in office. People like Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters and this AOC. And the other day, Bob Behrman was talking about a congressman out of Georgia that thought that if we put too many people on an island, the island would tip over, not realizing that the island was actually land connected to Earth. He thought it was something that was floating. And those are the kind of people we have that are writing our laws, it's horrid. And then when you look at what's happening in New York where they passed a law and it was challenged, but the challenge was defeated, and so it is and so it is law in the state of New York that you can be quarantined. The state can just come in and quarantine you, not even tell you why you're being quarantined, and they can take you or any family member out of your house and they can put you wherever they want to put you for as long as they want to put you, and you're not allowed to get legal counsel, you're not allowed bail, you're not allowed to leave, they keep you indefinitely, without a trial, without a hearing, without even being charged with anything, without even knowing why you're quarantined. They have a blank check to come into your life and totally ruin it. And the more I think about this law, I think it is designed to snatch your children. And so if you're listening to this program and you live in the state of New York, you need to really verify what I'm talking about. I don't know the name of the bill, but it is a bill that allows 
people to come in your house and take any family member, including you, away and put you wherever they want to put you for as long as they want to put you there. And there's nothing you can do about it. And so if you live in the state of New York, you might consider relocating. And I'm afraid that this evil, this tyranny, is is going to spread to other states. And so part of fighting all this is being very vigilant and knowing exactly and knowing what kind of horrible laws that your state legislatures are passing. And we all know that the secretaries of state in all of these swing states in 2020, they all dropped the ball. None of them did their job. And so don't expect help from the government. Don't expect help from anywhere from mankind. So we have to really trust in God. We have to trust in the kingdom of God. We have to trust in the plan of God. God knows exactly what's going on. He knows everything. We just have to be still, know that God is God, and obey. And we have to do our part, though, to be an active part in spreading God's kingdom here on earth. And we personally have to become part of the solution. We can't just sit back and let things happen and just watch. Because we're being lied to on such a huge basis. We're under such a psychological operation that if we don't get a handle on ourselves, we're going to be totally off balance from now on. When are we going to stop this tailspin, this freefall that we're in? It's going to take our own selves to do that. And so I hope that I have encouraged you today that there is hope because when you have the blood of Jesus, there's nothing stronger. It's stronger than anything Satan has. We need to share what we have to a world that is being lied to and a world that's being put in a very miserable place. Things don't have to be the way they are. We don't have to eat bugs. We don't have to drive an electric car. We don't have to do these things. If enough of us would stand up and say no, it's not going to be that way. And since when does the government have the right to tell you what you can own and what you can't own, as long as it's legal? And, of course, they're trying to make all kinds of firearms illegal so the government can say you can't own that. But the state of California is really hurting a lot of the small farms by outlawing a lot of farm trucks that now have some age on them, saying that they're polluters, and so they can't even register them or use them in the state of California. So you have people that have fleets of trucks that they can't even use. And they're valueless in California, so they have to take them across state lines to sell them. And that's a burden on lots of people. There's so many things that are happening that we need to stop. I could go on for probably five or six hours of things that are wrong. But let's focus on what's right. And what's right is our Creator, our Heavenly Father that loves us. We need to focus on that and not just for one or two hours in church on Sunday or Saturday. We need to focus on that every day. 
I know personally that when I'm listening to Christian radio, and I'm not talking about corporate Christian radio, I'm talking about I'm talking about the people that are true believers that have their own radio shows on shortwave and and I'm talking about people that are sharing the gospel on shortwave. I'm not talking about the corporate media. I know that there is some good in the corporate Christian radio market. I know there's good teachers. But I've noticed that corporate Christian radio doesn't really hit the rubber meets the road issues. They may not be part of the deception, but they sure are avoiding some of the hard questions. And as I listen to shortwave radio, there are some that I avoid. But I have discovered so many wonderful Bible teachers and people that really love the Lord. And I know that my day goes much better if I have that in the background as I'm working. Now, I can't do that when I'm on a tractor, but when I'm doing mechanic work or housework or fixing fence or something, when I have that playing and I'm listening to the Word of God all day long as I'm working, well, my day goes much better. I feel like I'm growing. I feel like I'm learning. I feel much closer to my Heavenly Father. And I think we all need to get that closeness. And we need to let God wrap his loving arms around us. We need to seek that. Well, I hope the right ears heard this today. I really do appreciate you tuning in. And I would ask that you donate to this ministry to keep it on the air. And also, Bob Bierman has some great projects that he's working on. I'm real excited about it. And it's real easy to donate to this ministry. All you have to do is go to the website, which is Truth the number two ponder.com click on the support tab and then follow instructions on how to donate to this electronically or you can be old school and send in a donation by mail you'd write the check out to ancient word radio you'd mail to truth to ponder p.o box 510 p.o box 510 chill howie c-h-i-l-h-o-w-i-e chill howie virginia the zip code is 24319. Again, thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, stay positive, stay brave, stay vigilant, keep your powder dry, and never, ever forget, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.